I did like four uh, online councils today. I was um, again all over the world, but mm. I did I did I did someone in Manchester, England today, and um, he booked this. He bought bought it ten days ago, and since we we're away, we didn't do any. Um, uh, um, uh, 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 we, this week we've been I've been booked solid with them. So he's like, yeah, when I booked it ten days ago, I had a whole list of problems. He goes, but I watched your video on bonking, <gasps> and he goes. I really don't have any questions for you, Jeff. Oh, God. Yeah, literally. He literally went through a laundry list of problems. He goes, I fixed this. I've... We're not talking about just like simple things. He fixed a host of problems on his own by watching a free video. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. How are you? What's going on, Joelle? Good How are evening. you? Hey, Good. it's uh, today's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. And this is the lovely Joelle. And this is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a show we do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And um, this Friday will be in Nashville. I'm not sure if we're going to do a show or not, but uh, we'll be in this Friday. We're going to be in Nashville. Can we, Don't like, be lower surprised. the camera just a little? Yep. Like I have to like, yep. <laughs> too well. That's what I before. Okay, and um, the show it runs from seven to eight p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And what we do is we answer your questions and start looking at the questions, and you'll see that so you'll understand the show a little bit better. It's how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? So a lot of people are asking how to stop unwanted behaviors. The seminar series that we do. Um, which like this weekend we're in Nashville. You guys can go to Jeff Gelman Seminars, jeffgelmanseminars.com. And when you go there, it'll show you all the different dates for the rest of 2020. And then we started booking 2021 dates. And what you'll do is those are problem-solving seminars. And again, people come to those seminars specifically to learn how to stop unwanted behaviors. So then we have the training center, which is where we're at now. And so the seminar series and the show are punitive based, applying a punisher, how to properly apply a punisher. And we've got 5,000 videos, over 30,000 posts of documentation showing us do the work. We, we Everything that I suggest we have done anywhere from 100 to 10,000 times. So it works. I only give out advice that works. If I don't know anything about something, I don't make something up. I will not give you information that I have not personally done and um, because I don't want to give you information that doesn't work. Um, and that's where we're going to start. So let's start with the questions. Michelle, hey guys, it's a fantastic day. It's, it is a fantastic day, Michelle. Angela, hi from Florida. Hello, Florida. Ron, hello from Minnesota. Hey, Minnesota, how are you? Kathy B, hi everyone. Hey, Kathy B. Melissa, good evening all. Hey, good evening. Everyone's listening to us on, on the podcast. Thank you so much. And if you're watching a replay, Thank you for watching the replay. Um, Irene. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Irene. Vegan power couple. Recently started training a three-year-old GSD. His problem is he lags so far behind on walks. I've tried food, prong collar, e-collar. I just don't know how to fix that. Is He is really scared and nervous. So if he's really scared and nervous and he's not struggling with any structural body issues, which a lot of German shepherds do, so anywhere from the spine to the back hips. So if he's... If he's sound mechanically, and this is all just fear-based, believe it or not, you can actually you can you can put the dog in the proper heel position. So you can use leash pressure, you can use motivational um, remote pressure, which is pretty much once I teach you the proper heel position, what I'd suggest you do is teach the proper heel position. Um, like in your backyard, in a basement, um, even in a small room inside your house, move it to your front um, yard, your driveway, and then hit the, the quiet street up and down the street before you actually go on the walk. And then teaching your dog um, the proper position. Then once your dog knows the position, even if the dog is afraid, you still can correct the dog for coming out of position. This is the biggest misunderstood things that you cannot correct a fearful dog. Well, you can't reward the fearful dog. You only have two choices, reward and correct. That's it. Ignoring is rewarding. 
So the lack of no is always yes. Simplest example for all my parents out there, I got seven kids. I'll humanize the shit out of this all day long, okay? Curfew is midnight. You come home at 1230. Your parents don't say anything. There's no consequence. Curfew just became 1230. That becomes yes. Yes, it's allowed to come home at 1230. It's as simple as that. It's like, so it's the same thing with dog training. If you don't correct it, you accept it. It's a fucking meme right there. Write that one down. If you don't correct it, then you accept it. Thank you. Um, that was Gretchen. Gretchen's one of our interns. She came out here from, where are you from? Indiana? Indiana. Um, next. Oh, so to answer you. Yeah, I answered your question. Yeah, next. Whose question? You're looking at me. Vegan power couples question. Oh, yeah. Casey. Hi, Jeff and Joel. First live I've been able to catch in a while. Looking forward oh, to Oh, awesome. Casey, thanks for being here. Yeah. I mean, if, if you ever miss any of the lives, don't forget you can jump onto YouTube and they're and they're posted up on YouTube. And we've we're at like seven, what, what are we at? 717. And there's another 300 of them out there that are not even that are not even taped. And then there were six years of Oh, it's sad. We can't even show. celebrate the thousandth show. No. Well, um, why not? Because it's non-existent. Oh well, this thousand show we will. I guess this so. one we will, yeah. I almost just said solid canine training. Melissa posted a link to the YouTube channel for all the Periscope followers. Oh, thank you. Angela, I have a three-year-old GSD who is very alert going outside. She has a prong collar and e-collar on. Also, how can I calm her down? She's very alert? Alert. So what I want you to do is this. I just posted up a spatial pressure video yesterday. That's been a game changer for a lot of people. Watch it. It's a, It's posted both on Instagram and on Facebook right now, and I'm sure Melissa will put it up on YouTube in a little bit, and watch the spatial pressure video. Now, the dog is alert. What I want you to do is you walk out your front door, right at the front door. If your dog starts scanning, we would correct right there. Historically, we bonk. No, and then bonk. If you don't know what a bonker is, it's a wrapped up cotton towel. No, and then bonk. I've got videos on how to use the bonker. So watch the videos because we talk about barking a lot. So watch the videos. It's one of the most effective bad behavior stoppers that exist. And it's a cotton towel. They cost $1.32 at Walmart. Two number 64 rubber bands. They're not banned in any country. It's a very, very powerful towel. Um, and it's used, it's always no, and then deploy. There is actually a proper way to correct a dog. There's also a proper way to reward a dog. I can't tell you how many people reward dogs improperly or they re reward dogs for unwanted behavior without realizing it. So people are always worried about like, I'm afraid of correcting wrong. Like I'm afraid of people rewarding wrong. I see that more often. Like I said, how do you think the dog got like that? You weren't mean to the dog. You rewarded the wrong stuff without knowing it. Next. Purely balanced canine. Oh, I love the avocado sweatshirt. Thank you. Would you correct a six-month-old GSD for staring at people and other dogs on walks? I don't want this to lead to reactivity. No, no. I mean, th this is it. I'm not against dogs. Like, I'm not against people sleeping with their dogs. But what's the dog's behavior? So I'm not against dogs looking at other dogs. But what's the dog's behavior? So, you know, your dog can look at other dogs if it doesn't do anything. Could it lead to reactivity? It could lead to a lot of things, right? Your dog can come down with cancer in six years, God forbid, and it could, did staring at other dogs lead to cancer? I mean, it's like, so we can have all these what ifs, but staring at a dog is not the worst thing in the world. What's the dog's behavior? It's six months old right now. Um, you know, in a, nine months, in nine months old, you'll probably get a better handle on it. If you want to correct it now, you can. Next. Riley, hey guys, I've been training recall to sit, but recently he's been turning his back to me, facing away. I will say no, correct, and retry the command. Is there a better way for me to show him the behavior I want instead? Thanks. Well, I don't, well, other than the dog not liking you, um, maybe you know, just be nicer to the dog and the dog will want to look at you. Riley, what I want you to do is this. Number one, if you have not subscribed to our channel and hit the alert button, I want everyone to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification button because then you get notified. So many people get are like, oh, I didn't know you have, we're having a show or I missed a show. Well, hit your notification button, subscribe and notify you. And then you also get alerted about all the different videos that we put up. So what you're going to do is recall to sit, but with a food reward. 
okay, with a food reward. So it's hard to eat unless the dog is one of those genetic mutations that has a mouth in the back of its head. Mm. It's got to, and they, they, they have them. They have, they're a little bit freaky. Try training them. I know. It's like. Now we can get bit from both sides. Well, not only that, it's like, do they, like, do they both go down into your stomach? Like, is that just a real mouth or is that a fake mouth? Like, is it just there for show? Or does it actually work? Yeah. Next. Celtron, one of my two dogs attacks the other. It has happened four times, but the last time there was blood from one of the dogs. What do you think I should do to change that behavior? The aggressive dog is a pit bull, boxer, the other dog is no. a husky. So the, the breed of the dog doesn't matter. I just want you to know that right off the bat. If anybody else, if anybody ever says, what do you expect? It's a pit bull, boxer mixed. That's just a bullshit example. And if it's like a little bit of blood is no big deal. But the bottom line is this. You have dogs in your house that are fighting. That's what we have to stop. So that is too long of an answer to answer on this on this uh, uh, podcast, but we do it all the time. Like literally that's what we do for a living here. So what I want you to do for starters is right now, until you figure it out, you have to keep them separate. That's not the final answer, but there's going to be everything from, you're going to put very large inhibitors Okay, that's not code word for testicles, but very large testicles. It's like you put very large inhibitors into the dog. And that's going to mean the even thinking about fighting really sucks. And that's a process. And then you're going to work on existing. You guys exist together. And then hopefully you'll accept each other. But and it's going to be it's a ton of work, but it can be done. We do it all the time. For now, though, work on place. So they could be at least in the same room, lying down in place, walk them together, both of them get, getting them both muzzle conditioned so they can walk in muzzles together. And right now, that's what you're going to be doing until you can decide to do a one-on-one -on -one counsel with me. But, you know, doing this on this podcast is a very, very long process. All right, next. Why join YouTube? That's their handle. When training place, do you use the same target until they're to NCS level? If no, how do you switch to a different target? So once, you know, you de definitely what you want to do is eventually generalize it. It's a really good question. You eventually want to generalize it, not just the place, but the rooms of place. So in the NCS stage, since we, we sort of have the same place beds, the same, the same place beds, Okay, we sort of have the same place beds. So it's like, it's no big deal that we can use the same bed, but we move the bed around, the platform around from room to room to room. But eventually, absolutely, place is place. Place could be, you know, a, 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 a towel, a bed. It could, it, it, could be, it could be anything. It could be anything. All right, next. Um, Edwin, hello, Jeff and Joelle. Got my six-year-old lab to finally do the treadmill. It was not pretty at first. She tried everything to get off, but we got through. Thanks for the content. Yeah. Yeah. Some dogs walk on it smoothly. Some dogs have no problem with it at all. And, you know, all I can tell you is that a lot of people, what they do is they will see the dog struggle and they stop, like literally stop. It's like work the dog through it. You know, work the dog through it. Next. Andra, um, I'd like to do your Patreon so I can get the full videos. Can you tell me where the link is? Sure. Melissa posted it. But you can just go to patreon.com slash solid canine training. You can go to our website, solidcaninetraining.com. And there's a link right on there as well. Next. Kathy B, that new spatial pressure video was wonderful. Could see the disengagement and liked the squaring off. Thanks for all you do. Good. Two important tips. Next. Jennifer. Good evening, J&J. &J. After a long, stressful day, you're my much-needed break, including usually some giggles. Thank you. Wow, that's good to hear. Casey, starting one-year-old husky on e-collar with the long touch points on because of thick fur mm -hmm. and trying to find his working level in the 20s, 30s, and not seeing the subtle movements that he feels it. Fit issue? It's probably a fit issue. What you want to do on a husky or a dog similar to that as far as fur is you definitely want to... Um, uh, uh, wiggle the uh the box in to the dog's neck to make sure you get good contact to see you get good contact that's usually what it is 20 to 30 it's not unheard of you might be missing a signal um but that's usually way too high for 
on a working level. We we have had dogs that have been at that level, but I've got a feeling it's a fit issue. Next. Um, purely balanced canines. So Casey, you close that door too? Thank you. We had the same issue. We switched from the thick fur contact points to the long fur comfort pad, and our dog responds to level four now. Awesome. Regal Mommy, hey guys, how have you been? How would you deal with a dog approaching a year old that keeps on challenging you? Um, well, number one, you have to change your whole relationship with the dog. Chances are what you do is you cut down on affection, more structure with the dog, make sure the dog is trained up on all of its obedience, and make sure you start holding the dog accountable for all of its stuff. And also have a lot of rules and a lot of structure. And don't let the dog, the dog get away with any nonsense. But the hardest thing for you to, is going to possibly be doing is cutting down on the affection. That's usually what people struggle with. And then correcting for a, a command, the dog knows people struggle with that too. So, and, you know, also do that spatial pressure video and then also start learning how to claim space in the house. Everything belongs to you. Next. Um, Brianna, hi, hi. How do I get my dogs to focus on me rather than each other when they are together? One-on-one, -on -one, they're great and know the commands, but together they always seem to feed off each other and compete. So what you're going to do is, I mean, that can be challenging. Usually, you know, what happens is they're distracted by each other. So you're going to have to start correcting them so to become more in tune with you. The biggest thing that people are missing is not realizing the power of a distraction. And the two of them together is a large distraction. Therefore, the information you have to share to them or the lack of follow-through has to be more intense. So at some point, you have to have a cut the shit conversation with the dogs. And then they'll go, oh, so when we're together, we actually have to pay attention to? It's always a lot easier with one dog. Next. Regal mommy, example, dog keeps on nipping when you correct them, barks aggressively when corrected, etc. Dog is 30 pounds. Okay, so the barking aggressively is, is, is it could, the dog could be saying, you know, fuck you, but let's do the nipping first. So if I had a dog, and we get dogs like that, if I had a dog that when I corrected it and um, it nipped at me, that dog would get corrected severely high and realize that that was a really bad option to make. And it would not want to make that option. And I would do it efficiently and quickly and firmly. And by the way, that does not involve yelling. Whenever I talk about applying a punisher, whenever I talk about correction, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I don't lose my temper. I'm not unnerved. I don't yell. I don't scream. All this stuff that people like think is what correcting a dog is. Yes, I talk in a very stern voice and wag my finger at the dog. Mm. No. No. The other, the other day, Wes who loves going outside. The last couple of days, Wes is just getting a little bit like too excited and he goes out, walks out into the lobby and he's barking and he's now started doing this play nipping at, at either Bert or girl. Mm -hmm. um, but girl also is just as bad. She can be just as bad out, not in the lobby, but out in the field. She can be just as bad. You know, the two of them being sort of like little dick buddies, you know? Yeah. So, so, but the other day, um, uh, you know, Wes was like, went out in the lobby and literally, I don't know who he went after. It was Bert. It was after Bert. And, and without, before I even could even look, I saw a dog go pushed up against the wall um, next to me. And because we have the dog has no equipment on because we're going out into the front parking lot to play Chuck it. And it's like, but Joelle's not going to put up with that shit. And she's not going to scream at the dog. No. So it's like, yeah, she sort of body slammed. She didn't body. She didn't pick up the dog over her head and slam it on the ground. Um, but no. but she absolutely like pushed him into the wall, up against the wall. And it's like, technically, what are you fucking nuts? You don't pull that shit here. And Bert, who was has a mouthful of teeth and he's an almost hundred pound German Shepherd, was like, okay. So. You know, that's, and, and, and I'm not, in, I'm not saying you should do that with in every situation at all, but what I'm saying is there's a ton of ways to apply a punisher depending on the situation, but you have to do that. As far as the barking aggressively, a bonker will work great. No bonk. 
And it's like, and have the theory, just have the theory. A lot of times that's just a, a reaction the dog makes, but it can be controlled. Why can it be controlled? How do we know? Because we stop it all the time. Next. Um, Brianna, how should I correct my St. Bernard who is fear reactive when people walk toward us on walks? She will hide behind me and growl and bark at them to get away. I have a prong collar and I say no firmly and pull up and make her sit. But the closer someone or another dog gets, the harder it is to get her to calm yep. down. She's totally fine if we're in the opposite sides of the street and no right. reaction just when they get too right. close. The reason why it's on the opposite side of the street is because there's there's spatial pressure. Like there's space, there's distance, and there's not as much spatial pressure. So the dog walk going behind you, right now you want to leave alone because the dog is saying I'm uncomfortable. Eventually you want to get the dog to go in front of you. But if you um, if you follow me on TikTok, there's a video that I just posted of a dog's head behind its owner. And you'll see both dogs are wearing a muzzle. Both of those dogs are highly aggressive dogs. Both of them. Both of those dogs. And in fact, if you follow the whole TikTok video, the owner says, she's like, yeah, this is why I drove eight hours to get to the seminar. And literally we talked the dog to step one, stop lunging. That was step one. The dog was, the dog would lunge. And if it was off leash would bite. Okay. We stopped that. Now step two is damn, I don't want to even look at that dog. And it took its head and it was like, it was like that. And right now we accept that. Good. That's a better choice. If that's how you have to deal with not going after a dog, that's fine. You know, we encourage it. The barking, again, I, I'd set it up with a friend of yours and bonk the dog. Bonkers are powerful. I did a, I did a, uh, uh, I did like four uh, online councils today. I was um, again all over the world, but mm. I did, I did, I did someone in Manchester, England today, and um, he booked this. He bought bought it ten days ago, and since we we're away, we didn't do any. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 we, this week we've been I've been booked solid with them. So he's like, yeah, when I booked it ten days ago, I had a whole list of problems. He goes, but I watched your video on bonking, and he goes, I really don't have any questions for you, Jeff. Oh, God. Yeah, literally. He literally went through a laundry list of problems. He goes, I fixed this. I've... We're not talking about just like simple things. He fixed a host of problems on his own by watching a free video. So it's like, and it was all bonker related. Literally. This video is like, us a ton of hate. This towel, which I have been slaughtered. Cancel culture around the world. And I'm still standing here, motherfuckers. Okay. All right. Because if you only knew what happened. But anyway, so this towel right here that everybody freaks out on because, oh, the do dog's trying to bite another dog and attack another dog. And I say no when I throw a towel at the dog and I prevent the dog from attacking it and killing it. And everyone's worried about the dog. Give me a freaking break. It's a towel. That towel, literally, like this guy was like, I guess we'll just like sit and talk for a little bit. I said, no, we don't have to. I said, so we whittled it down to like one thing I can help them with. And then I'm like, okay, you know, let's just check back and, you know, check back in a couple of weeks because he had an hour, you know, technically he needed five minutes, you know. So I was like, we'll just cut this in half at least. Next. Um, Riley, he knows how to recall the sit. And I've been watching on YouTube for about a year now. It's a new behavior of turning his bag. So just go back a step and bring the food back into it. Thank you guys. Um, I would see, I would keep him on a long line and I would really like try to shape that behavior to shape that behavior. Yep. Next. Hustle soul desire. Hey, you haven't been on in a while. No. Uh, just saying hello, J and J. Thanks for all the hard work you guys do. You both are highly appreciated. Oh, well, hustle sold. Yeah. I haven't heard to see them in a while, yeah. like a real long time. Mm -hmm. So, um, thanks. Obviously you've been busy and thank you so much for joining us. Lou. Hi guys. Made it. Maisie is great. 13 months now and trying this naughty bratty yep. behavior. Love that I can recognize and fix it before dominoes. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. So dominoes are only, uh, dominoes are great, especially down in, in, in Cuba. So, I mean, I think that the, 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 the big thing what? is. What I like about Lou's comment is that it's like, yeah, it's like, that's why at our seminars, we always say, you know, guys, this dog that I'm working with right now might not be like your dog is now mm -hmm. or maybe ever will be, but your next dog might. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many calls we get. I've had Rottweilers my whole life, never needed a trainer. 
I'm 65 years old. I've had Rottweilers my whole life. I've got like, we're talking four to six of them, you know? And it's like, I've trained them all myself, but this one, I got no freaking idea what I'm doing. None of my shit's working. Mm -hmm. None of my stuff's working. 60 years of dog training experience, whatever, 50 years. You know what I mean? Or personal dogs, but still you're a dog trainer if you're a dog owner. And it's just like, yeah, you never know. So th th having that knowledge, I think is awesome. Next. Thomas, hi guys, just started prong collar training with two-year-old shepherd mix. How long should I keep using it on walks? Do I phase it out at some point? So let's look at this, Thomas. Instead of calling it prong collar training, let's just call it training. You've tried, you've started training your dog, and the prong collar is an effective communication tool. The goal for me, the goal for our company, is not to get the dog off of equipment. The goal of my company. And myself is a pet dog trainer is to eliminate problems, keep them away and for owners to have a better lifestyle and to do more stuff with your dog. And as long as we have leash laws and as long as that dog is on a leash, because that's the only way a prong collar or theoretically anything but a remote collar actually works. Well, a GPS collar works by telling you where the dog is, but, but, is with a leash attached to it. Why not have the prong collar on on every walk? Now, my dogs can off-leash heel. My dogs can walk on a slip lead. But when I take them for a walk, I put prong collars on them. Why? It's just easier. It's just easier. It's absolutely easier. Also, it prepares me for the what-if moments. What if something happens? Dogs make mistakes. So I have that extra security blanket, that insurance policy that I know that a prong collar is going to be more effective to communicate a piece of information that I have to the dog than any other collar out there. Well, I mean, a remote collar is for, for especially for distance, is going to be better. Next. Um, Casey said, thanks, Jeff. Oh, you're welcome. Riley, also wanting to know how you train the out command when it's drop it out of your mouth and wondering if there's any way I can train out for human resource guarding without someone else there to help me. Finally mastered heel this week too and now working with leash drag. You guys are the best. So out command, I have a video on my um, YouTube channel called out and it is off of a food bowl, but it can also be used to drop something out of your mouth. It's the same context. So we use the out, out away from you without anybody helping. I've got a video that shows it with a helper. If you do not have a helper to do that, all right, find a friend, would you please? Um, but if you don't have someone to help you, what you're gonna use is the remote collar and spatial pressure. So leash, remote collar, spatial pressure, move into the dog, saying out, and use spatial pressure to do it. And then when the dog literally, so for instance, if you watch the spatial pressure video that I had, you saw how the dog disengaged. And as soon as it disengaged, I, you know, I turned around and kept walking. What you would do is you would actually not, you would just like drop the leash and let the dog keep going. Next. Brianna said, thank you so much. Luca, my dog likes to forge ahead while healing. He knows the proper position and will correct if I come to a stop or scuff my foot on the ground. Changing direction helps stop forging ahead, but I'm trying to finish the behavior. Correct higher? I don't know what you mean by finish the behavior. Like e extinguish it maybe? Like stop oh, from forging? The, oh, oh, watch the spatial pressure video. Yeah, watch the spatial pressure video. And then you can also layer the remote collar over that. Next. Truck driver dog guy. Hey, you haven't been on here for a bit I either. know. Good evening, J&J. A, a lot of oldies. What is the difference between a well-trained down and place? Well, even a crappy down in a crappy place. Down is anywhere. I can down a dog anywhere. When you say down, the dog lies down. Places on an object. There's a humongous difference. Places on an object. Well, why would you want to train both? Because right now, if my dogs were next to me and the place bed was, you know, six feet away from me, I can say place and the dog would go over to it and lay on it. If I said down, the dog would lie down right here. Because I don't know how to send go aways and then down, which you can do. You can literally send a dog. It's like you can say, you know, teach a dog to go backwards or teach a dog to go away and then down. Now I can do out, which means 
go away from me, but where are they going to go? They might not go in the direction that I want. Next. Um, Lucy, my dog has suddenly become very withdrawn since my husband is no longer working away from home. She follows him around everywhere unless she's put in place, but she's very distant from me. Her behavior is not usually like this. Is there something we need to be doing to help her adjust? Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, COVID's fucked up a lot of dogs, fucked up a lot of relationships. I mean, divorce lawyers and dog trainers. Like, right now, that's the hottest ticket, okay? So I think that, I think what's happening is, you can absolutely do it. So it's been a lifestyle change. So what you need to do is it's possible that, you know, your husband was, it's possible your husband was the, you know, the fun guy, you know, um, if he's away all day and then he comes back and it's all fun, you know? So right. What I would do right now is you might have to start micromanaging, but correct the dog for doing it. So place is great for that. Your your husband should also teach the dog or whoever teaches the dog the out command, which means get out of here. Whenever whenever your dog is following your husband around, it's going to be up to your husband to say out, meaning get out of here, dog. So the both of you need to be on the same page on that. Next. Kathy, wow, haven't watched you guys in a while. My bad. My one-year-old golden doodle loses, forgets his manners when people come over and grab something he's not supposed to have and game on. How do I stop this? Well, the dog's only one years old. So that's no excuse for bad behavior, but I mean, it couldn't have forget much because it's only one years old and, and dogs change. Even if your dog was an incredible rock star at it pre one years old, I mean, it's going to forget. I mean, do you even remember, do you even remember your dogs like from the difference between six months and then when it turned a year? Like, do you even remember? And your dogs are young, except for Bird. He's not that young, but still, mm. do, you, like, do you remember? Like, I don't remember. Not really. Yeah, I mean, I got my, all my current dogs. I, I honestly older. couldn't stand the puppy stage. So oh, yeah. I just, like, I'm not interested. Couldn't in wait puppy. for it to be over. So I think what happens is what you need to do is, again, what the thing missing is the if the dog absolutely positively knows the correct thing to do and it doesn't do it, it's applying a, it's applying a punisher. That's, that's what stops bad behaviors. More rewards don't stop bad behaviors. More rewards don't make a lot of behaviors better. Yes, we train, by the way, we're reward-based trainers. We train with rewards. So we train every obedience command. Clicker and reward, or marker and reward. A clicker is a marker, but we can also use a verbal marker. But once they're trained and you want to proof them, now it's time to apply a punisher for non-compliance of a known command or the dog will break. Next. Kara, suggestions for eliminating a dog's arousal on a walk when my boyfriend walks his dog with us? My dog is jockeying, whining, weaving back and forth, wanting to get ahead. She knows heel really well. She walks with other dogs all the time without these issues. I consulted another e-collar prong type trainer that follows you as well. And we don't really know what exactly it is either because it's only when someone is walking one of the other dogs she lives in the house with mm -hmm. who she never plays with. Okay. So again, just because someone trains with an e-collar and a prong collar and they follow me, doesn't make a difference. There's plenty of dog trainers out there that don't use any tools that will also have this information. Okay. We have to always remember that, that it's always dog training. As long as a trainer believes in the concept of yes and no, the tools don't matter as much. I just say that because it's a good time to say it because a lot of people are like, they still are like, yes, there is a certain way you train with a remote collar. Yes, there is. But you still have to know the, the 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 dog training formula. You still have to know learning theory in dogs. The reason why your dog is doing it because your dog is attached to, is it a boyfriend or a husband or something? Your boyfriend. boyfriend. It's, it's a boyfriend who wants to get to the boyfriend. Very common. It happens all the time. So your dog knows heel, but the dog does, does knows, does, he knows heel or she knows heel without high levels of distraction because the boyfriend's a high level of distraction. So what do you do? Your dog knows heel. It's not healing. You correct for non-compliance. And you theoretically, again, watch the spatial pressure video. Also, up your corrections for non-compliance. If your dog truly knows heel and breaks heel and you say no and you apply a correction, your dog should go, that sucked. I'll go back to heel. I don't care about the boyfriend anymore. Next. I got no name said I lost my puppy friend yesterday. No, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Losing a dog sucks and everyone grieves differently. And the cool thing is there's a lot of dogs out there that would probably love for you to be the owner. Next. 
Um, Kristen, hi, J&J. I really enjoyed the video of spatial recognition. It's a learning curve as my great Dane Catahoula challenges the pivot, but I keep walking him back until he yeah. gives. But thanks, Madison. So what Wisconsin. you're going to do is have a lot of space like behind you and square off to that dog. I've had to do this across the parking lot. Yeah, I've seen you before. at not only that, you like we if we do it at a seminar, sometimes we have to go like in I'm like in the people. I'm like, guys, give me some space. Yeah, you're like, you don't stop. You no. don't stop till the dog disengages. Yeah. You and you just keep crowding that dog. And like, I got all day to work on this. Mm -hmm. I got all day to work on it. Some dogs do it like boom. Yeah. Like, the easier dogs. We've had a dog. The aggressive you, dogs. We've had a dog even at a seminar. I did it one time at a seminar, or you did it one time in a seminar. And then when I would walk that dog, we just during the outside drills, we do it. Walk that dog, stop, slightly turn oh, yeah. to my left. Because so, because I heal with the dogs on the left. So if I'm going to do the spatial pressure, I'm going to go to the left. Slightly turn to the left. This dog jumps back a, a foot to two. It's like, holy shit. I, gotta, I better back up. Like, but that's how that's a dog that like quickly learns something, mm -hmm. you know. But it's like that's how powerful this command is. And literally, it's a it's I don't want to say it's hands free, but it's literally just spatial pressure. We all have to understand the concept of all different types of pressure. Spatial pressure is a powerful motivator. A good example is this: your dog comes off the dog bed. You walk towards the dog. The dog gets back on the dog bed. You used spatial pressure to correct the dog. Next. Sure did. Um, Robbie said bonkers work. Yeah, bonkers are fantastic. And if they don't work, you probably did it wrong. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you probably did it wrong. Because bonkers work incredible. I've had intense working canines, like from the police department, stop a bad behavior with a bonker. That like they blow through a hundred on the remote. Okay. Their handlers are frustrated. Even their trainer can be frustrated. And I'm like, tell me the problem. Muzzle them up. Put a muzzle on them. Grab them. Role play it. Role play it. Role play it. I wait for the bad behavior. No bonk. Dog's like, holy shit. And you're like, there you go. Problem solved. Now you do your police canine stuff. Next. Kayla, I got my dog a shock collar and we use the vibration for barking and chasing the cat. Ever since he acts sad when we punish him, am I punishing too much? We haven't shocked. We have only used the vibration. So Kayla, here's a couple of things. Your dog's not sad. That's you humanizing the dog. Also, we don't use vibrates. Okay. All right. I'm a knee collar. Okay. Let's clarify that. Okay. Because I'm not going to talk about bedroom stuff right now. So we don't use vibrate. And the reason why you're using vibrate most likely is because vibrate sounds better than shock. Mm -hmm. Oh, vibrate's good. That's fine. That's okay. Because the reason why I know that is because so many people, I'm not on message boards at all, but I'll see like screenshots of stuff because it usually has like, you know, anti-Jeff shit. It's like, guys, I've seen mm -hmm. it all. But it's like, someone will say, we use the e-caller too, but only vibrate. Yeah. Like, or only, only tone. In, only in really low levels. Yeah, right. It's like, only, really? So you can stop a dog fight with a low level? You can stop counter surfing with a low level? First of all, vibrate. If you vibrate Burton, he will literally hit yes, the floor. I know. And roll. He's yes, petrified. Petrified. So this is what's really, really funny. It's like, we have dogs who blow through 100, but respond to the remote collar. I'm sorry, the, the, the bonker. We have dogs that the water bottle, like the remote collar, not effective. Okay. Bonker, sort of effective. Okay. There are those outliers out there. We had one here a little bit ago. This, I, this was an outlier. You know, this is like the half of 1%, you know. So, but guess what worked the best? A squirt bottle. Well, huh? And like in squirt bottle, like, I, we instilled fear in this dog with a squirt bottle, but society says a squirt bottle is fine. Yeah. We but, go out. Oh, look, it's in training. Like, so the society says squirt bottles. Yes. Shock collars is squirt collars. Good. Shock collars bad. But according to the dog, the squirt bottle was the worst thing. The worst thing. Yep. 
So shock collar, the dog laughs. <laughs> that silly shock collar. What are you gonna do with that? A hundred? Ha <laughs> ha! Plow. Take one more. Mm -hmm. Water bottle. Um. I'll stop what I'm doing. No problem. I don't want the water bottle. And we're not talking about like you know. What's that called? The Chinese Chinese torture. Waterboarding. Water. We're not talking about waterboarding here. Okay, so it's like, who's to decide? That's what the weird thing about dog training is. It's like, we have put labels on these tools as what's good and what's wrong without even considering how the dog interprets it. Mm -hmm. So I would learn how to use the shock, the stim function. Learn how to use it. Because I assure you, when your dog's in drive, for dogs that do, does work on vibrate, when they're in drive, they don't even feel vibrate historically. They don't care, no. A lot of dogs in drive will both do 100. You get a high drive working dog, 100, they're like, okay, fine, but my ball went that way. Or there goes the coyote, or there goes the deer. Next. Speaking of water bottles, though, technically another form of pressure. Yeah. I've used it to stop dogs from forging on the heel. Yeah. Squirt them right here. They yeah. move right back. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Shutting up dogs in the crate. Where pressure. where a shock collar didn't work. Yeah. Sometimes it does ask sometimes it does escalate the behavior. Sometimes, even with the best timing. Yeah. But like that, that's what's so funny about like like what works. That's why you can't have like this one size fits all right. Or like yeah, not only a one size fits all training philosophy, but mentality. Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna use I've tried that. everything. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. You like, tried you tried well, everything. You haven't tried everything. Have you tried a bonker? No. Prong collar for your walk? No. Shock collar? No. Well, those fit underneath the everything category. It's like, fine, you didn't get your dog to slip on a banana peel. That's not very effective. Okay? So, okay. So, so you, didn't, you didn't do the banana peel. Okay, fine. Okay? But everything else, though, there's a long list of shit that you can do. Mm -hmm. Next. Brianna said you should sell pre-made bonkers with your sayings on them. Yeah, I mean, we thought about that. Trust me. Gonzalo, love you, too. Love you, too. Jennifer, any tips on how to get a dog to understand other dogs' reactions? Mm. My dog doesn't seem to understand growling may mean fight or leave me the F alone. Right. So some dogs... Oh, so you want to play? Right. So, so, <laughs> so is that low guttural growl code for, you like me? You want to be friends? I was just going to say. Okay. You want to be my friend? They always do that little slap with the paw. Right. It's like, uh-uh. Right. It's, like, it's like Joelle when Joelle's like, I love you. <laughs> She's like with with a knife in her hand. She's like, <laughs> I don't tell anybody I love them. Right, I know you. Know. <laughs> We're all well aware of that, okay? Except Wes. Okay, yeah, right. Before you yell at him. Mm -hmm. Next. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't answer didn't the question. Answer it. So, you know, I think that's going to take some human interaction. Some human interaction. So, someone's got to tell the dog. Mm -hmm. You know what? You got 15, 20,000 years of this domesticated, 15,000 years of this domesticated stuff. Bunch of wild stuff going on out there in, in the wild that teaches you about growling and posturing and body yeah, language. Just don't, they just don't. And uh, you, uh, you missed the boat. You missed that class. Mm -hmm. You sat out. You're probably out smoking cigarettes, you know, behind school. It's like, ah, body language. I don't need that. Mm. Well, it looks like you should have paid attention because you got your ass kicked because you didn't That's another understand. time that spatial pressure comes in yeah. handy, though. You yeah. just intervene. Yeah, you just did it. The humans got to step in then and, and then give a little bit more direction on that. Next. Riley, also curious. I don't remember which social media I saw this on, but it was a video of Joelle and someone else training recall with a dog. And it was walking behind and around, then to sit beside. Oh, like a swing finish. Mm -hmm. Was this intentional or just a random behavior of the dog? I liked it. That video is with Wolfie the Husky. We don't train swing finish, but he offers it every time. Does he? <laughs> like a perfect swing finish. Yeah. So, but that could be that could be taught. I, I personally don't like it because I'm like, oh my God, you're gonna blow past me. But then he's right. like, I'm just kidding, yeah. I'm right here. So there's also the front where they where they come to the front and then they pit and then they pivot. That's that's taught a lot in the sport world. Um, um, it's called the swing finish. But the one behind the back, that would that would make me nervous. 
That would yeah. definitely make me nervous. He does it every time. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. whatever. Next. Um, Melissa posted a link to my Patreon awesome. channel. Awesome. Definitely want to check out Joelle's Patreon channel. Um, Joelle is a personal trainer and does nutrition. And if you, um, you, there's a lot of great, great information on that channel to totally transform your body. But there's one caveat, one sort of important thing. <laughs> You gotta do the work. You gotta do the work. I'm getting some good feedback this week, though, from everybody. This week, for some reason, the program, mm -hmm. everyone's like loving it. What did you like? In like the worst way, though. They're all like, "Today sucked, but it was great." Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Wednesdays, usually. Right. Lower body. Nice. Ron. Were they like that? Lower body's always brutal. Well, hold on here. They like the whole week or just today you got to well be? everyone's saying the whole week's good but today especially they're like oh my god and today was brutal yeah they like lower body oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i got some you, savages oh you gotta say you got some crazies on that that page next ron how can i off leash heal my one what is that Probably my one one and, a half year one and a half year old for mountain biking shoe snowshoeing and cross-country cross skiing prong and e-collar a fan of you since i got cody so what you can do is make sure you've got a good on leash heel and then start doing on leash heel with the equipment and then make sure you train a good off leash heel walking next to you quick turns variable speeds with a leash drag then what you want to do is get the bike walk down easy easy paths historically when you have dogs because i bike with dogs sometimes and they tend if they know heel really well and you've got a good relationship with them. It's like, well, there goes my owner. I guess I should follow. So um, abso absolutely just train the off-leash heel. Um, and that's all. Once And you can train the dog, take the leash, stick it in your pocket, and just you try to do everything but touch the leash and get the dog to listen by the remote. Get your dog to understand the remote, pressure on, pressure off, to teach it how to do an off-leash um, heel. Next. Truck driver dog guys had got it. Thanks. You're welcome. Kathy B. Good info on not stopping till the dog disengages. Thanks for elaborating. Yep. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 but sometimes you're like, geez, I just got my 10,000 steps in. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you're it's like, exhausting. It's like, we're in a different, we're in a different county. And then you're like dizzy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where yeah. am I? Right. In an alternate universe. Right. Um, Kristen, not Mickey. I try and back him up and he goes in between my legs to trip me. So I find that when I do the pivot, I keep my legs more together, but use my hands to walk him back. Exactly. So, yeah, you can do that. I mean, your mother was definitely right about I knew keeping you were your legs gonna fucking say something about that. As soon as I read, I keep my legs together, I'm like, Jeff's going to say something absolutely stupid. And you did. See, I, I try not to let you down. Mm -hmm. I, Never I, fail. I, I try not to let you down. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to get hit. Next. Kara. About the healing when boyfriend is around, I've corrected all the way up to 100 on e-collar trying to get this dog back in heel. I've done leash pops back. I do spatial pressure. She runs away from me to the end of the leash and spins back to my side. She only walks politely if I have the bonker in my hand, though we don't walk together often. I'm sure more practice would help too. I've tried many different formulas just trying to get more ideas. So what you can do is take the bonker, put it underneath your arm. But also, you've got to be consistent. What I'm finding is... Lack of consistency with owners sometimes. I'm seeing lack of consistency with owners. And 100 might make it worse. Because off-leash heel or remote collar heel is actually done at low levels. And you can do that with leash guidance. But if you do that spatial pressure video, and if you do that correctly, mm -hmm. and then you layer the remote collar on it, it's not going to make a difference where your boyfriend is your dog will be not even aware of yeah the boyfriend we'll do it with dogs and their owners so a lot of times we'll get super fans at our seminars and they watch our videos they've been following me for years they show me what they're doing and i'm like let me make a couple of adjustments here mm -hmm. and those couple of adjust the benefit of going to a seminar even if you're like have a well-trained dog and even if you're you're a fan and a couple of adjustments are like that was it that was the missing link that was yep. a missing link. Next. Kristen, I believe in bonkers. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Hashtag I believe. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm blown away by someone who would be hesitant about throwing a cotton towel. A towel. I know. I mean, people are, okay. 
if I want to, if 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 I want to really make my dogs afraid of me and put concern into my dogs, I'll yell at them. I don't yell at them because they'll be afraid of me. But I'm saying though, after raising my voice in my dogs, they absolutely go, "Oh shit!" And they're confused as all hell. Right, they don't right. don't even know what to do. Right, it's like right. A bonker so is unemotional. You say no, you bonk. What you're doing is you're also making no a power word. And most people's no's are worthless. You worthless. couldn't you can't take them to the bank. You can't even buy a loaf of bread. And you, you know, even even if it was a free bread line, they would say, I'm not even gonna give you a free bread. Your no is so bad. Okay. Yeah, next. Tiffany, general question. What would you do to get a puppy to walk? The puppy sits down and won't move. Never have walked. I've seen this with 10 weeks to five month old puppies. So keep moving. 10 week old puppy, I'm I I'm a little bit not as concerned about the walk. I got like so many other commands to work on. I can always throw the walk in like way later if I wanted to. I'm and, and we know in a 10 week old puppy can walk. Like take off the leash and it walks. So I'm not really concerned about that. But on a dog that's, you know, anywhere from like 14 weeks up, it's like, just keep moving. Keep walking. Don't drag the dog down the street so its pads are being scraped, but just hold on to pressure. Just literally hold on to the leash. And eventually the dog goes, huh, I guess I'll just get up and go. And they do. Next. Robin, I tried the spatial pressure video, but when I pivoted, my dog went into a sit instead of disengaging, starting to walk backward. Do I keep crowding her in that situation? Yeah, yeah. They walk right over her, near. Like you literally, well, it's a chihuahua. Maybe you can't knee it, <laughs> you know? So next. Kathy, when I grab my bonker, the dog runs. I don't want to chase him to bonk. Do I just stand and wait? So it's important that when you bonk, you say the word no. Your markers are important. So... If you say the word no and your dog runs away when you grab the bonker, looks like you're going to get your steps in because you're chasing that dog down. Yep. You got to. You got to follow through. You got to follow through. Yep. So it's another good reason to train with a leash on. Next. Um, Ray said hello. Oh, hey, Ray. How are you? Tiffany. Joelle, can you explain more on how you use the water on the chest when the dog forges? Which way is your body facing? And please explain the hand position with the bottle. I tried the spatial pressure, but my dog hurries and walks more further ahead. You can teach, you can fix me at the seminar. Hold on here. But just, you're going to answer this, but the hand position on the bottle? What do you mean the hand position this. on the bottle? Like, okay. Leash you, in left hand. Well, hold on. Don't you do the pinky up though? Yeah. Pinky out. You can make it fancy. You got to do pinky out. Left hand is... Your leash handling mm -hmm. hand, dog's on your left hand side, and you just go like this. To right. So, but so, you, the left. so you're going, so you're going sort of like across your stomach because the dog and is then, sort yeah, of. And then, yeah, you're getting there. him right in the chest, but most dogs don't care. It's only that one dog here and there that actually takes the water bottle seriously. Right. Most dogs are like, yeah, I don't care. You can also do a heel tap to the chest, but like, I don't know, maybe she's envisioning, do you have to like, Go like that or something. No, it's actually it's like, pretty stealth. I'll just hook it. I'll it's actually, really stealth. I wish I had a water bottle, like the little trigger. Yeah. I'll hook it right on my Sometimes treat you, so pouch. So you don't even take it off the, the treat pouch. No, I'll hook it on my treat pouch and then I'm just like, Ch -ch -ch. yeah. Stealth. Real stealth. They don't even see it coming. That's right. Boom. Whoa. What the heck was that? Is it raining? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is the roof leaking? <laughs> Is God crying? <laughs> Um, but yes, I will help you at the seminar yep. with spatial pressure. Yep. Ray, seven month old Roddy, lots of training, lots of exercise, doing great. The past week or so, he starts crying in his crate, 5.30 a.m. Crate is in the kitchen. First thought, we gave him too much water at night, made sure to cut off water earlier. Still getting the 5.30 wake up call. Any tips to stop this early wake up? So five, I mean, 5.30, I'm already up, but still for, for some people that are not, it's possible. What I would do is absolutely cut the water off earlier. You can even take the water out of the, obviously take the water out of the crate. A lot of people are like, the dog needs to have access to water at all times. I'm like, you're not living in the desert. Right. Or if you are living in the desert, it's like, hopefully the dog's got some sort of enclosure, but chances are it's in a crate. It's in a climate controlled room. Um, 
And what you're going to do is you're going to have a remote collar on your dog and you're going to tell that dog that 530 is too early to be waking you up next. Um, JP, Jeff, every time I take the adult dog outside in the backyard, he gets into the zoomies mode. And during the zoomies, he turns into nipping me, humping me. What is the best solution? I would stop paying the dog. I mean, I mean, the, you know, for five bucks, you, it's what you're going to get. You're going to get some humping, you know, for 10, you might get insertion. So I think mm. what you need to do is this. It's, I don't mind the zoomies. I absolutely don't mind the zoomies at all. Um, unless I've told the dog a command and then it goes into the zoomies. It's like, hold on here. But it's natural, I think, for a dog to do zoomies. Mm -hmm. And it's that bumping in and humping. Oh, we're not going there. Number one, I got no cash on me. Number two, I'm going to have a bonker ready to deploy. And I'm going to say no, and I'm going to bonk. I assure you that dog is not going to be humping and bumping no more. Next. Unless it's one of those S&M dogs, and then it's going to be like, I'm doubling down. It's a free-for-all. Yeah. Um, Ron said, thanks. Yeah. I fucking it's just been deleted, but it shows up still. Oh, Kara, you guys could sell some embroidered towels and throw rubber bands in as a free gift. To where? Anywhere. Sell embroidered towels. And give free rubber bands? Yeah, like bonkers. Right, but the rubber bands are free? Yeah, so it's like we're not selling bonkers. We're selling towels, rubber bands included. So what's free, the towel and the rubber band? Because she says sell the towels and throw the rubber bands in for free. Yes. So they're getting two rubber bands as a gift. Correct. Okay. It's a joke. Oh. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Lori, pressurized air works on some dogs too. Yeah, we have something called there's called something called the pet convincer. The thing about pressurized air is if you don't hook up those cartridges right, you blow through the cartridges. Um, but they can be they're really good with puppies, actually. Next. Kristen, so when I bonk, the bullseye is between shoulder blades or off shoulder. In the head. Seriously, in the head. Okay, all the bullshit you hear online about the skull was crushed in. The eyeballs popped out. The dog got brain damage. I'm like, like, have you ever seen a dog run into a wall before? It does fine. Like, you know how hard it is to crush a dog's skull? I assure you, a cotton towel deployed by your average or even super strong human being ain't going to be crushing any skulls in. First of all, I don't even know if a towel is capable of crushing a skull. It's all scare tactics. Next. Kara, how does the water bottle follow over if you're teaching to swim? It's got nothing to do with nothing it. Nothing to do with it. Zero to do with it. How does a bonker get, how do you tell, how do you take a bonker which stops a bad behavior, throw it on the ground and tell the dog to go fetch it. It picks it up and it brings it back to you. And five minutes later, you use it to, the, to, to correct it for something. Two different things. You're not making the dog afraid of water. Mm -mm. You know? I mean, you're not making the dog afraid of water. It's two total different modalities. Two totally different modalities. We use a remote collar to train obedience, and we use a remote collar to correct the dog. Next. Uh, CCNY. Hey, guys. Hello. CT Vader. Hi, all. Thanks for all the Zoom yesterday, Jeff, and thanks for answering my question. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Jay Jordan, how do you feel like counter conditioning fear biting with building confidence through sport work and equipment fixation? Well, this is the thing, Jay Jordan. I have, we're a huge fan of building confidence. That's what we do here. We do a huge, a huge amount of confidence building. We do a huge amount of exercise. We believe in proper nutrition. Nobody, you know, I don't talk about that much because like nobody's asking me that. Also, it's not directly fixing a problem which has to be fixed immediately. So it's like, if your dog had more confidence, it wouldn't bite so much. Okay, but I got to stop it from biting first. I got to stop it from jumping first. I can't wait until it builds confidence. As far as doing like task work, was that what it was? It was like- Sport work. Sport work. Again, like I'm a big fan of sports and jobs. And bite work. 
but that's not stopping unwanted behaviors. You're teaching new tasks. You're teaching the dog things to do. Next. 499 top chat from Dino. Not a dog trainer, but train habitually with my dog, having tons of trouble transitioning to outdoor and distractions. Any tips? Very obedient indoors. Yeah, start with lower level distractions. Um, lower level distractions. Um, outdoors and then start increasing the distractions outside and you're gonna have to up your corrections outside it's it's a whole nother picture for your dog next eight o'clock is it really yeah oh wow excellent okay guys excellent eight I, I, well that was quick mm -hmm. it was quick hey guys um thank you so much for joining the show it's eight o'clock i know we couldn't answer all your questions but thank you so much for joining the show and we we may see friday night i don't know usually when we run the road at a seminar it's hard we don't have the right equipment with us because we're um, we're flying. Um, so I hope everyone's going to do okay this weekend if I don't see you. And we'll, we will be back on Monday um, for sure. And everyone have an awesome, awesome day. But don't forget, every day, I think like eight or nine posts went up today, right? So, so we put up a lot of posts on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. And then obviously we're on YouTube, which you're, a lot of you are watching right now. And what I want you to do is, is if you're not follower, followers of us on um, uh, uh, YouTube, please go to it, hit the follow, um, and hit your notifications, and you will be appreciative, I assure you. All right? Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.